Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. From Nola Pizza in the Nola Brewing Tap Room on Chapatula Street in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Rusciutti, Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Rusciutti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Typically, a fish story is a tall tale about the one that got away. It's usually told by a person relaying details about a peaceful day spent fishing on placid waters when the most exciting thing that could have happened was a fish that could have been dinner swam away. Like so many things, it's different in Louisiana. Here, fish stories include hurricanes, saltwater intrusion, fishing camps being flooded and destroyed, and the one that got away is more likely to be an insurance claim that was denied. Here, people in the leisure fishing business are not your typical fishermen or typical businessmen. They are larger-than-life characters who are equally adept at battling the elements and battling FEMA, and who can manage balance sheets and change bedsheets. Fred Lewis has been an actor in a bunch of Hollywood movies, including Blaze with Paul Newman and Tin Cup with Kevin Costner. In 2003, the only way to go fishing in Venice, Louisiana for longer than a day was to stay at the one available fishing camp. Fred had a houseboat towed from Alabama. Eventually, he started renting it out to other folks. Before long, Fred had five houseboats docked at the Venice Marina. He sold one, and his stepson, Steve Brantley, has two. Fred's company, Venice Houseboat Rentals, keeps the houseboats rented out pretty much continually. They all sleep six to eight people. Now, it's no exaggeration to say Fred has almost single-handedly created the short-term rental leisure fish industry in Venice. Fred Lewis, welcomed out to lunch. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much. Even closer to New Orleans, about 30 minutes south of the city, you can go fishing in Barataria. There, you'll find another impressive renaissance man, Tofiel Bourgeois. Now, Tofiel is the front man of a popular New Orleans-based band called Them Old Ghosts. He's a tattoo artist who founded an uptown New Orleans tattoo shop, Oak, Oak Street Tattoo. And in Barataria, he's the owner of Bourgeois Fishing Charters. Bourgeois Fishing Charters is anchored in a 10,000-square-foot guesthouse that sleeps 52 people. They have their own fishing boats, four charter boat captains, two full-time cooks, a housekeeper, a reservation department, and even their own seaplane. Tofield Bourgeois, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. That was a lovely introduction as well. Man, I feel, I feel smitten. Smitten? <laughs> That's the words never used here. There's um... <laughs> it's good being had. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fred, successful entrepreneurs have a different mindset from the rest of us. You're a textbook example. When you couldn't find a place to stay in Venice, instead of shrugging your shoulders and driving back home like most people do, you solved the problem by towing a houseboat there. When other people wanted to stay too, you bought more houseboats and built a successful houseboat rental business. As a result of the number of recreational fishermen you've brought to Venice, I'd imagine this influx of discretionary spenders has opened up other business opportunities. Have you seen the local Venice economy change as a result of your houseboat business? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's uh, when, when my wife and I got down and I have to give her all the credit because everything has to go through her. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> I still feel sad. It's my handler. Said, there you go. <laughs> and um, we had talked about this when we first got our first houseboat down there, uh, the Miss Princess. And there was only one lady at the Venice Marina. Her name was Miss Sandy. And she would rent beds. She had a little houseboat, a little red houseboat, and she would rent beds. <clears throat> and as we got our houseboat there, the Miss Princess, fishermen would ask me, do you know of any other place to rent? Well, this was on and on and on. And finally, I talk, spoke with Sandy about this. And at first, we said, no, no, we don't want to get into all that. And eventually, we did. We bought another houseboat. We had another houseboat built, <clears throat> a small houseboat. And it, immediately, it was rented almost the whole year. And Sandy, Sandy also said, we'll never rent our houseboat. Yes. Never, That's ever. That's a very good idea. I've well, that lasted, that only lasted, <laughs> that, only, that only lasted until after Katrina. Yes, that was a different ball game then. They, yeah. uh, now, we had the only house, the Princess was the only houseboat that survived Katrina. It stayed exactly where it was. Everything else at 360 degrees was completely gone. We wow. had 20-foot wow. storm surge. Um, you were living well. Something that's the, the only marina, excuse for doing The this. marina, this is what, this, so strange about hurricanes. The marina, everything was gone, except the staffs going up to the office, and they had six cases of Coca-Colas and the ATM machine. That was the only wow. thing that was left. And today, ATM machines are being stolen left Absolutely. and right. That is such a great... Uh, now, Topia, we make a version of Out to Lunch in Lafayette called Out to Lunch Acadiana. And from our experience with that show, unscientific research seems to suggest that in Cajun families, the gene for success and business coexists with the gene for musical and creative ability. You're no exception. You're a talented musician. Your band, Them Old Ghosts, has been called... The Cajun Thin Lizzy, which I love. The, um, you're a successful tattoo artist on top of that, and you're able to continue those pursuits while running what for most people would be an all-consuming business, owning and managing a fishing lodge and a fishing charter company. But it seems like these different elements of your life aren't necessarily fighting for your attention. They seem to be more complementary than competitive. It seems that the success of bourgeois fishing charters is to some extent the result of giving people more than just a fishing trip. It's a whole immersive uh, Cajun experience. How accurate is that assessment? That's very accurate, because that's exactly how I describe it, is a full Cajun immersion. And this all started, he mentioned something that, uh, Fred mentioned something that was poignant for me and I wanted to put a little pin in, the fact that while his business deals in houseboats, the, the seed of the business that I now run was planted from a houseboat. My papa Tofil um, worked on the river, but my whole family generationally, he grew up in Cutoff, Louisiana. Right. What I believe, 11 brothers and sisters in a little bitty shack. It was probably a Dollar General now. You know, I don't know. Right. But um, <laughs> we got a picture of this little house that he grew up in. But anyway, he had a houseboat, and that was his weekend. That's how my dad fell in love with what he did and why we want to share what we have, our, our way of living with everybody. He called that boat Tofil's Dream. 
So uh, it's great, right? Yeah. So my dad, um, my dad lost my papa at fairly young age, so he wanted to carry on that legacy, as am I. And uh, now Topheel's dream is now this lodge. So it, I just wanted to mention that while, we're, while I was thinking about it, we were talking about the houseboats. But uh, to answer your question, yes, I think that the creativity, maybe the correlation between Acadiana or Cajun people or just whatever it is where hardworking entrepreneurs and musicians are create it's all creativity and and problem solving but i think most importantly i would say my my biggest asset is the ability to get out of people's way and trust who i hire that's very special and trust who i surround really. myself with right you know so i think it's um we could not do what we're doing without the proper people surrounding me. And you um, mentioned Cutoff. That's a town entirely funded by speeding tickets. There's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fred, have you been tempted to have you, have you been tempted to continue following your entrepreneurial instincts and develop other businesses in Venice? Well, I'm 76 now, so. Okay. It's the new 40. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And my bones say that. (laughs) But the, it's it's a great business. I love fishing. The only problem is I'm, these boats are rented almost 300 days a year. And I don't fish (laughs) because I can't. There's there's no room at the end. (laughs) But you keep fishing fun for you and your family not at all no you don't get to at all no that's See, what I'm I at least saying. like I get to skirt away responsibility I say again surround myself with the guides who know what they're doing because dude you don't want me fishing right now I don't I know if you need something fixed I'm in construction mode right like people people talk to me and think oh yeah toe field man you where to fish at I was like bro you could pick anybody off the street and they'll be able to tell you where to fish are <laughs> before I could right now you know I ain't the one <laughs> so Fred that seems to be what is breaking down in your business model. You, you got into this well, fish and I don't my wife, my wife is a great fisherwoman. And and but we haven't been fishing in I I can't a couple of years together. <laughs> simply because there's there's no place to go. And now our dogs are getting much older and one's almost crippled. So oh, no. we can't you know, we got a chocolate lab that can barely walk. So and 15 well, we're going to get you back on the water, Fred. That's a that's a very, very sad story. It sad is. Story. Believe me, it is. And now, Fred bragged about the fact that his boat uh, was the only thing to kind of survive in Katrina. You've got a real issue, Tofield. What do you do with that whole operation? You see a storm coming. I know crew boats kind of knock themselves into one of those inlets. What do you do? You We prepare and we pray. You know, a and lot that's of all we can do. A lot of praying. Um, this... This was the, the greatest storm damage I've ever seen in our community has seen, or Hurricane Ida. So Ida, more than Katrina. Absolutely. Katrina was not problematic for us because the way it hit, it actually pulled water out of Lafitte. Now, what was it, two weeks later when Rita hit? Yeah. Rita flooded us. Whoa. So Katrina was actually, we had wind damage, we had roof damage on the lodge, <clears throat> but as far as water goes, it actually pulled it out. The bayou was pretty low. Now, uh, fast forward, we've had, I think we flooded four times total. Now, Hurricane Ida, we got five foot of water in the first story. Now, that was August 29th, which is uncanny, a date that just should be wiped off of Louisiana's calendar. Absolutely. Same as Katrina. Unreal. So, 
we went through that and we, we did our due diligence rebuilding all this and we were scheduled for elevation through the federal uh, elevation program and it was scheduled for December. So we almost missed this final ass whooping. Uh, <laughs> should I do that again without an ass in it? <laughs> no, no, I think even better. Um, but, you know, we almost missed that and now, you know, that's, that's where, we, so we're safe, we're elevated now, but that wiped us out of business for about a year. How far and up did you elevate? We're nine foot, I believe the base flood elevation, somewhere around nine foot. So I got my own, if you see under the lodge now, I'm going to put a disco ball. I got my own little <laughs> Cajun skating ring under there, man. You guys are something else. They, that's, uh, where, that's where the band will play. <laughs> yes, they set Better your own gigs. It. Yeah. Sacler <laughs> Bleu. The, uh, <laughs> but that's where, with Venice, you know, Prior to, when, when I first moved the houseboat down there, I had Jeff Edgecombe, because the, the marina gives you two single pilings. Right. And I'm going, dude, we're yeah. in a yeah. hurricane zone. Uh-huh. And we're at the mouth of the Mississippi River. So I had Jeff Edgecombe come in, and he drove 72-foot, uh, three 72-foot pilings oh. in a, a pyramid shape. Oh, nice. And then uh, through bolted. And, and that's the only reason we survived. Right. I mean, even the piers, all piers were gone. There were tugboats upside down, barges yeah. flipped over. All um, was left was the Miss Princess? That was it. That was the only houseboat. They had other houseboats on top of each other, and they were all sunk and, right. and destroyed. So it was able Our, to rise up with the tide on the pond. Right, and, and it, it just, it, it, it was like spuds. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. But, but they're like pyramid. They're on, uh -huh. so it, you, you uh, can't pull this yeah, way or that yeah. way. Okay, angle. Nice. <laughs> and um, the small houseboat just had those uh, uh, two single pylons. That ended up in the trees at Bud's Boat Rental. Sure. But it was, it's a small houseboat, and, and uh, we got through all that. Now, yeah. Fred, you know, you talked about having being booked 300 nights a, uh, a year on the, on the business side of things. How would you do that? Are you like a VRBO kind of folks? Or? No, we, we started with VRBO when it, fir when it first came out. And, and they were good people. Everything was fine. It was just, you know, real straight forward and... And then they just started changing things, and they want this, and they want that, and, and they want to talk to our customers, and I want to talk to my yeah. customers. Right, you build relationships. <clears throat> yeah, and, and they haven't been down there before, so they don't know. And I say, <clears throat> I don't care how silly the question is, call me, and I can straighten anything mm -hmm. out, or I can answer your question. And they enjoy that. So they, they do call me for silly things, but VRBO just, just was not good for us. And my wife, Sandy, created our website through oh, Wix. Right. So we have our own website uh, that yeah. uh, not only uh, has the calendars that shows you what's already rented, what's available. Oh, you can go to galleries and scroll down and you can view each houseboat inside and out. And VRBO uh, takes a decent chunk of the rent, right? I, I, I guess, but it was more that they were telling me what to do. <laughs> yeah. And more I don't like more that. Than you, more than you want to give, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it seems like you're doing fine without it. Because Venice, I mean, you know, 
they, people need places there. I've, I've myself looked for different offshore trips, like to places to stay. So now I know, now I know well, where I'm going next. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we met. Now he knows we can get a place for free. <laughs> no way, man. Oh, I absolutely. Some other absolutely. I made some other oh. joke as my no, money, no, man. No, 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 no. know we've no, never had a physical I. fight. <laughs> this is going to be great. Is uh, <laughs> but you yeah. Yeah. fighting over so, who's giving free stuff away, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Tokyo Bourgeois from Bourgeois Fishing Charters and Fred Lewis from Venice Houseboat Rentals. These business angles, uh, you both have a uh, very interesting story about succession. Like, uh, Tofield, your your dad passed away in a seaplane accident. Yes. And that was, you know, that was covered very much in the in the New Orleans. Uh, yeah, it was very public. And all. I know he was credited with you know, saving the, the two customers, but he didn't make it through. He so, did not. So all of a sudden, I think in the succession question, is you were a happy tattoo artist mm-hmm. with, a, with a band, and you came in and took the thing over. I mean, that had to be a, a real lot of thought had to go into that. It was. A, it A lot of thought did go into it, but at the same time, there was, there was no... No period of rumination where I had to contemplate what choice needed to be made. I knew the choice that needed to be made because the way I kind of looked at things, um, while I was proud of the path my dad had set out, I had this desire to, I fell in love with tattooing and, and art. And I've always, a lot of the art that I did was was inspired by our ecosystem around us. So it's all a lot of outdoors, you know, nature artwork, Audubon style things, whatever. Um, but for me, it then became less of, I didn't want people to say, oh, he just walked in the path that his dad cleared for him. But now in his absence, it became a source of pride where it was, well, now I have to, this is my legacy to carry on so my father's work wouldn't be in vain, you know? And it was, it was not a choice. I immediately sold my business and, and just hammered down. And, and again, back to having a good crew, I had a lot of people who helped me make that transition. And uh, I think I found strength that I never knew I would have. Well, talk you know, about your, your dad. Uh, when Fred came to the table here, the first thing he said is, I knew your dad. Oh, so uh, <clears throat> When I used to go out to uh, to the islands, to the Chandelier Islands, I'd see his, his seaplane out there all the time. Yeah. And, yeah, he, was, and he, he, figure, he, he cool. was known. I mean, he'd come in with trout, like, cool. you know, pop your eyes out. It was just <laughs> absolutely incredible. Well, Fred, let me go to the succession question on your side. Uh, you mentioned that you would like to go fishing again. It's a good, <laughs> good goal. Um, what do you do in this situation? You've got a bunch of houseboats. Uh, do you sell them? Do you sell the business? What do you do? Uh, we sold one a year ago. And... Um, I don't, and, and my stepson has two other ones. So we basically only have two big ones left. The person that bought the Pelican wanted me to manage it, which I didn't want to do. But he didn't have any anybody else he could turn to. And I know all the people down there. So I said, yes, I would do it for a little while. And I wouldn't mind selling the business. But when you tell people what you want for it, their <laughs> eyes get this big. But they got to realize they're not just buying a houseboat. They're buying a business that's already, right. mm-hmm. you know. I would have to write a check probably for $30,000 to give to them for that. I, I've already started booking in 2024. And, you know, people's already sent me uh, 
deposits and stuff, I would have to give that to the new owners. Let me ask you a question. Another business question following up is everybody we have on the show says their biggest problem or one of the biggest problems is labor. What, what about yourself? You are out there, man. It's not like there's a lot of, t- a lot of people living out there. Well, no, Buris, Buris has, a, has a, a, a good community. The biggest problem for us, and if somebody wants to start a business, would be house cleaning. Because that's my bis- big, biggest, it's always been my biggest problem. But I finally found someone now that's, that's doing a good job and, and she's going to start hiring other people. But it's not just the house folks. It's, it's, there's uh, condos going up uh, all over the place. So they could and make it a business. They, oh, they, they could make this a million dollar a year business. I mean, all the way There's from Venice, sure, all yeah. the way up to, to Empire. Yeah. Yeah. It, I hope but somebody picks done this up as a business idea. That would be great. We'd get like a I'm about to call my mom right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> she's been spending a lot of time in Belches. I was like, you get oh, on. There you go. There, there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you got my name written down. The, uh, I, phonetically. phonetically. That's, yes, uh, that is. You know, because I tell people, hey, how you doing, Tofu? I said, what? What? I said, like, if I step on your foot, how's your toe feel? And that's exactly how you got it written down. (laughs) That's the joke I stole from my dad. I watched my dad since I was five years old introduce himself to people like that at fishing shows and different things like that. And it always got a little quick, cheap laugh. But see, to y'all, it's new. Yeah. My poor wife and the friends around me, they finished my punchline. They are rolling their eyes. I said, come on, let me have this. Let me have this. This is for me right now. You know, this might be for both of you again, but... Tofield, if you know you get storm after storm and rebuilding, at some point, do some people down there just say enough is enough? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I, and we experienced that, and I'm sure I'm certain yep. that he has as well. My my in-laws uh, were a, a casualty as far as people moving away, and uh, we were very close. Like we walked to each other's house right down the bayou. Um, so my in-laws and I, I think we're uh, such an exception to the your typical in-law story. Like we actually all hang out and, and we're very close. So when they moved, I'm like, I still tell my wife, I'm like, they really just moved to Mississippi, yeah? Like they're not coming back. Like this is for real. So they had hunting property and they just decided to make it their home. And I, I can't fault them. We just miss them. You know what I mean? Sure. But it's the same thing for Katrina. You know, I'm sure you guys all remember how just life-altering that was. How many friendships say ended not ended because yeah. but just people moved to i had friends move to north dakota like what are you you gonna Boy, stay in really touch? you know what i mean like they went all these places um so it was this kind of cosmic shift in your your reality suddenly that you had to adapt adapt to and and you lose some of your support system and others you know? think well you know one more storm and i'll yes. leave or two more that's uh that now, is- i don't know that i could ever go through the past year and a half of my life i've, I've mustered all the strength i think i could summon and, and try to have all the healthy habits to, to, to make sure I go through this better and not bitter, right? And um, I tell my wife, you know, we're young, we're in our mid-30s, but, you know, I see why people who did this so many times leave. I, I don't know that I could do it again. You'd never know it by looking at him, but uh, Fred is actually older than you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's radio, but he's a good-looking guy, so I, I can see why you were in some movies. What were you in? Yes, I want to I yes, hear about uh, that. Oh, a, a bunch. Um, Let's see. Uh, the Tin Cup. Uh, yeah, Tin Cup. It was Kevin Costner, right? And did with Harrison Ford. Um, we shot that in L.A. Come on. Uh, that was yeah, uh, yeah. Hollywood Homicide. 
And then Blaze. Blaze with Paul Newman. Yeah. They were shooting and that when I was working. At actually, the that's when I got my SAG card. Dude, Ryan got a Shelton. SAG card? That's oh, awesome. Ryan Man, you're the only guy in Venice with a SAG card, I think. <laughs> it's awesome. If you, you know, I'd have definitely, if you said, hey, guess some, some random facts about Fred. He's, he's a, another guy in your industry coming with, he got a houseboat operation in Venice. SAG card holding actor would not be <laughs> on that list. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. You know, other but to be able to work with these people, I mean, yeah, because most of my dot, I got uh, uh, with um, Tommy Lee Jones, I got to throw popcorn in his face and curse him <laughs> out, and those whole day it was uh, Cobb. He played he played the baseball icon. Um, oh, Ty Cobb? Ty Cobb. Man. And that's the name of the movie is Cobb. All right. That's so cool. <laughs> okay, Tofield, yes, where sir. do we got an idea of where Fred gets his customers, uh, website and all. Where do you get it? Is it all word of mouth or? Oh, well, it's, uh, it's a little bit of everything. And, you know, we have to adapt to the various means of marketing now. You know, social media is huge. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have um, over 25 years of hard work building this brand already ahead of me. So... Um, there's that, you know, our returning guests, uh, we do our, our fair share of trade shows, social media, um, marketing through our, our uh, SEO campaigns, types of things for our website, neworleansfishing.com, check it out. Um, so Tofield's right, it's, it, and it's a returning customers. Absolutely. The, that's our best advertisement. I can't tell you how many people that keep coming back. Yep. And and they're rebooking. So I, I I get people that rebook four or five times yeah. a year, nice. and it's 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 just amazing. So and Fred, when you uh, might book a uh, book something for four hundred dollars a night or so, in your mind, that's going to be a repeat. That's worth a lot more than four hundred dollars to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and <clears throat> I want them to have a good time. If there's one little thing goes wrong, I, I I'm beside myself. I, I want to drive down there and make it, you know, all nice and everything. Right. And, and uh, it, from New Orleans, that's a little hard to do because it's an hour and a half drive. You live in the one city? One way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a haul. So yeah. do you have, um, you mentioned, you had asked about labor. And um, do you have someone to manage things while you're away? Or well, you have see, to haul see, down every time? I, I don't want to call it just a housekeeper because she does a lot right. more than that. Yeah. Like if, if we lose electricity and the ice machine goes out and then it starts beeping, mm -hmm. I had to show her how you take the frame off All and the then you got to do the reset. Uh -huh. Because we got these thousand-pound-a-day ice machines. It's okay. The, There's the a YouTube video for everything. You're don't, right. You're don't right. you worry. Right. In, <laughs> in New Orleans, we have a number of terms for activities that are unique understatements. For example, going to hear music typically refers to a night out that involves a lot more than just hearing music. Going to my mama's can refer to anything from stopping by for a crawfish boil to painting your mom's house. Similarly... <laughs> In most parts of the world, gone fishing evokes a kind of mental health day, a temporary checking out of daily life in favor of a slice of solitary, silent self-reflection. Here, gone fishing, along with the terms going down to the camp and going duck hunting, typically refers to a group of undertakings in which the activity of fishing or camping or hunting is inextricably bound up with socializing. So whether you tend more towards the serious fishing or serious fun end of the spectrum, there's a spot for you in Barataria or Venice. Tofield Bourgeois has you covered in Barataria, and Fred Lewis has you covered in Venice. 
Tofiel and Fred, it has been really great to meet you both. Uh, thank you for coming and taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thanks. So Wait a minute, this is it? This is? Like, what in the heck? I was just getting started, dude. Oh, come on, people. <laughs> all right, all right, Fred, I'm going to stop this <laughs> and ask you a question I've been want, wanting to know forever. Uh, Venice, Louisiana, and Venice, uh, Italy. Um, I know we always get them confused. No, no. What, and, and actually, when, when they discovered, when they finally came up to Mississippi, they saw this place, and it reminded them of Venice, Italy. That's why they called it Venice. No nice. way. Absolutely. I, I figured, I was hoping there was some kind no, of No, that's, yeah. that's, that's exactly cool. what happened. But you don't yep. have to wear the striped shirts and the push pole, which well, is it's it, 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 hey, Whatever gets it, 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 man. I'll push you on a piro. Yeah. yeah, but then it's <laughs> a <hailing it>. Sometimes. <laughs> my, <laughs> my guests on Out to Lynch today have been Fred Lewis, owner of Venice Houseboat Rentals, and Tofield Bourgeois, owner of Bourgeois Fishing Charters. We edited the show to fit into the time slot here on WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Fred's ventures in Venice and Tofield's businesses in Barataria by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find <laughs> you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com. That might scare you. And our out to lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill Lafleur. You can find hey! more. Yeah, Jill. <laughs> you can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. This doesn't usually work this way, by the way. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> out to lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Maggie Mendel. Today's show is engineered by Blake Longlinay. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the NOLA Brewing Tap Room, 3001 Chapatula Street, open seven days a week. NOLA Brewing Tap Room has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand-tossed New York style city pizza by NOLA Pizza. More information is at nolabrewing.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Basics Swim and Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, to learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com.